Talk with Pam and John, also known as The Calm Before the Storm. Our purpose is to elevate the conversation and amplify special education resources. And our why is about making the impossible possible. Okay, today we're really excited about this episode of Sped Talk. Uh, we're really fortunate to have Lee Lentz from uh, ESC Region. Uh, 18. We'll be talking about the legal framework, and I'm going to turn it over to Lee so she can do some. She can introduce herself, and we'll just jump in with some more questions. Thank you, Pam. Well, I'm a former teacher, principal, curriculum director, and special ed director. I've been at the ESC 18 for 18 years, and 15 of them I spent working on the framework. Last year, it was decided. Framework needed a fresh look and it needed to be more user friendly. So that's what we did. The legal framework is an entity, it's a website, and it is references, resources, and the terms that answer the questions what does this child need? When you're talking about the references, does it is it just state references? Does it include federal references? I mean, what what exactly is the information that the um, what what type of what type of information does the legal framework website contain? Oh, it has a plethora of information <laughs> um, from the uh, Code of Federal Regulations down to the Texas Administrative Code, the Texas Education Code, um, letters from OSEP. There's there's just every type of of information that deals with special education. I think that you could find it on the legal framework. You had talked about they were wanting a new look, that they were wanting it to, to be different. So can you tell us a little bit about what's going on with the new legal framework? I sure can. Why, even our name has changed because the website is not used exclusively in Texas. TEA decided that the name would include Texas. So now we're the Texas legal framework. And users outside of Texas may choose to reference the federal citations and the additional resources found within each framework. And in each framework, there are additional resources. These include court cases, Office of Special Education Program, and Office of Special Education and Rehabilitative Services, memos and guidance letters that give directions to special education leaders. Our whole look is new. Because it is a TEA project, we developed the website with their color palette in mind. For new users, there will be an introduction in the new Texas Legal Framework section. And if you want to go into that, then I can go into what are the new features. What are the new features? <laughs> You're welcome, Lee. For the new users, there will be an introduction in the new to the Texas Legal Framework section. A framework team member narrates a brief PowerPoint to point out the features so that if you're new to the website, it explains the section that you may need to use. Of course, the website is designed to be user friendly. One thing that is new is there are now two ways to find almost anything. An example of this is how to go to the TEA website. There's a link at the top, but there's also a place at the bottom that you can click on. The same is true for the main items across the ribbon at the top. 
The user may use the ribbon at the top to access frameworks, publications, glossary, updates, resources, and the documents. However, they can also go to the bottom where there's boxes and they can use those. Each box describes what you will find when you choose a box. Another new feature is the district charter school information. In the old website, you had to find the county district number and then enter it to find the board policies and operating procedures of the district that you wanted to research. This was sometimes confusing because the user might not know the number and some of the districts have the same name. For instance, did you know there's a big spring and there's a big springs. There's an Ector and there's an Ector County. And then there's a Highland Park near Dallas and there's a Highland Park near Amarillo. Now all the user has to do is to type in the first three letters and all the LEAs, that school talk for district or charter school, with the same three letters will appear. Then all the user does is click on the name they were looking for and the framework menu will appear. Another feature that's new that has been added is a link to SPEDTEX, the Special Education Information Center of Texas. They work collaboratively with stakeholders to provide resources and facilitate collaborations that support the development and delivery of services to children with disabilities in our state. Our site gives their phone number and a link to their website. And in layman's terms, what the SPEDTEX does is they just answer our questions. A lot of times people will not be happy with just the, the legal citation. They want to go into detail and they want to describe their scenario and the SPEDTEX people can do that. Well, I like the fact that the uh, county district number is gone. I would uh, say that was kind of a pain having to figure out what, what that number was. <laughs> So that's really nice that that's no longer a feature or requirement. Uh, one thing I was wondering, with the change, are you anticipating more usage of the, of the framework? Have you seen an increase in the number of users right now, or it's just too early to tell? Well, it's too early to tell what the actual numbers are, but I really think that it will be more user-friendly and that first-time users will be able to access it and will know what to do. Where before, if you knew what you were looking for or if you if you had used the framework before, it, it was very self-explanatory. But as it was pointed out to us, we did a focus group and we worked with TEA closely. There needed to be a change because there needed to be some additional help. And we hope that we've provided that. Lee, this is John Bullion. I love that y'all have put that forward thinking in, in motion there where you're really thinking about the end user experience. You know, I know as a director for years, I would go in and search legal framework, but you know, one of the features I really like is how you move the administrator login up to the top ribbon. I know for, you know, we used to have to walk people through that and it was so little bitty down hidden in that right corner. And for administrators now that, you know, they can get to that login a little easier. Thank you. That was something that we really did try to be more user friendly. The reason that it was so little before is when, when the framework was is like 20 years old and originally there weren't a lot of users and everybody that went on the framework wanted to be an administrator. 
And we didn't want them to be an administrator. We just wanted those that were special ed directors to be an administrator. But most of the uh, websites and networks have the administrator login where you can easily access it. And so we copied them. One thing, uh, working with new special ed directors, and unfortunately, some of them are not aware of the framework and like for uh, having the requirements to do their assurances. And they were like, so what is this legal framework thing? And why, why is that there instead of on the TA website or somewhere else? Special ed directors need to make them aware of the fact that they're in compliance. They're going to have one assurance that's going to have all of those assurances or one, one group of statements that's going to have one and you, all you have to do is assure at one time. Some of the other things that they have to assure this year is on SPP disproportionality. That will be specific to districts if they're a district that has SD or significant disproportionality issues, then they'll have to, because they have to go in and they, the special ed director assures um, TEA that they have gone over their policies, their board policies and their operating procedures, that they are in compliance just by clicking a box, they can do the assurance. One thing you had mentioned is, well, two things. You actually mentioned the policies and, and also the operating procedures. And that if a parent wanted to see the board policies, they can just come on to the legal framework for an LEA. And I think some people who are not familiar with legal framework might not be aware that you can find the board policies on the legal framework for any LEA. That's correct, Pam. But the one thing, again, they're going to need to sign in for their LEA. They'll right. need to put either their name or their number in. And then when they do, then they can go into the framework, then they click uh, policies, board policies would be. And it says board policies, and you don't have to read the whole framework. All you got to do is click on the board policies. So you've been with the framework, you said 15 years? Mm -hmm. um, a long time, Lee. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things somebody asked was, where did, the, where did the whole, where did this stuff all start? Well, it started with just uh, Region 18 worked with Texas Education Agency and we did documents originally. And then it was decided, mm, we're not in the document business. So if we're not gonna use the documents, how are we gonna know what a district uses that is compatible, that is legal? So it was decided, oh, well then what we'll do is just like now where they have the template that are the R, the child find, those kind of things. Those were the very first frameworks that were developed. And when it came online, it was in 2004. I started work in, uh, here at the service center in 2004, and I joined the framework three years later. And oh, how time flies. Nice. Isn't that crazy? I know, mm -hmm. Lee, you've been associated the whole time with legal framework. I mean, just, you know, as far back practically as it goes. And I'll tell you one thing I've loved is having that legal framework app on my phone and being able to, I, I go back to that and I share that with people all the time because I still love being able to, that searchable feature, the way it's it's formatted for our phones. It just really works great. And the new website is just wonderful because it, like you said, it is formatted for the phone and it it just flows. I mean, you know, we're looking for frameworks. Okay, we'll go down and, and, and it's just user-friendly. You know, we talk about frameworks and I think 
once again, you know, if you're not familiar with, with it, exactly what is what is a framework? Hope that makes sense. Okay. Frameworks are divided by topic and offer legal information in all areas of special education, from child find to the provision of services to funding. And in a framework, what you'll see now is there is a search feature. And say you wanted to do parent or something like that. You just type in whatever you want and it'll tell you how many frameworks and whatever, and it'll give you the information. But in, within a framework, there are blue cells and black cells. And blue cells are those that you can see in practice. And a black cell means you need to have something to document whatever the statement is. And each, each statement is what we call a summary cell. And each summary cell is either blue or black. And each cell has a citation. And the citation is the legal reference to which that cell is assigned. And the framework is in English and in Spanish. But each of the citations will always be in English, whether you're on the English side or the Spanish side. I, I think that it's, it's very helpful to the parents to know that if, a, if something is in um, italics, that means it's a definition. If it is bolded and it's in all caps, then that's a heading. And so if someone... I'm, I'm used to get called and people would say, well, tell me where does it say that? <laughs> so the framework is a place where you can actually go and see the legal citation. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. You also referenced, Lee, how it's in English and Spanish now. Um, and maybe it always has been. I don't know. Maybe I just hadn't paid attention to it. But in this new platform on the website looking at it, it's nice that you can just go up in the right corner and click on Espanol or on English, and it literally will convert the whole framework Yes. And the whole website to Spanish or to English. That's that's correct. That's correct. And yes, we have always had that, but you haven't always. Um, you usually most people read it in English, but some parents read better in Spanish. The thing is, is that English and Spanish, as you said, is always right there. And if you were to go to the like the glossary, we haven't touched the glossary. I haven't talked about the glossary yet, but. When you go to the glossary, that English and Spanish is still there. And so when you click on Espanol, you'll see that every term comes up in Spanish as well. And one thing about the glossary is it, it does have the terms and then the acronym, and then there's a definition. And over to the right, there is a static, the letters, and you can go, you can, you can click on, like you can scroll or then if you go over and click on a uh, on one of the static letters, it'll just take you directly there. I know that the, uh, you know, you talked about having it in English and Spanish. And of course, those are the two predominant languages that we have here in Texas. But are there any thoughts or discussions on getting those translated to any other languages as well? I don't think so. Um, the one thing that we do um, is we do have um, th uh, two publications that are in um, 21 different languages. The Notice of Procedural Safeguards is in um, 21 different languages, as is the ARD Guide. Everything, Farsi, they're all there. But the other publication that uh, the Legal Framework has is the Special Ed Rules and Regulations. And that's what we call the side-by-side. -side. And originally, 
that was the Bible for TEA. And that was what, when, when I first became a special ed director, that's what I was handed was this 350 page document. And I'm like, what am I going to do with that? And my, the director at the service center said, well, you're going to reference the, uh, the legal citations. Okay. If I have a question that I got to look it up, I'm just going to call mm-hmm. you. So <laughs> anyway. yeah, it was like, okay, here's this. And now memorize this. And you're like, oh, okay. It's yeah. kind of like the big blue books for TASB online policy that sit in all the offices of administrators and, and they're collecting dust because now we just do everyone's TASB online. Right. And, and so similar to this, I mean, that legal, that side-by-side really was the Bible back in those days for us, for educational, you know, special education policy. One thing about the side-by-side, it, is the other thing besides the citations that is not translated into Spanish. It's only in English because the laws are in English and we don't interpret the law. Was there anything else you'd like to share about the legal framework with us? I could walk you through it. One of the things that we haven't touched on is there are two ways to find help in case you want help. There are the legal framework contacts And if you go to the the map of Texas, and if you click on any one of the regions, the legal framework contacts will pop up. And we hope that we have that updated. Uh, We still are checking on some telephone numbers, but we're pretty sure everything else is correct. And also can be found right now at the bottom where it also says find your ESC contact. And like when you were talking about Highland Park, you might not know that you're in region 10 or that you're in region 16. If you were to go there and then if you were to click, you're like, oh, I live in this part of the state. Well, if you click, then that would tell you. And so that that's kind of helpful. Another thing, if you would like to contact TEA, we have a link there. That's where you can get information. But if you click the next tab where it says sign up for TEA updates, you can go in there and then you can receive information from TEA. In the top corner on the the yellow ribbon on the far right, that's the Region 18 Legal Framework Help Desk. And it will give you our telephone number. And we usually have one to three people here in the office. And um, that number is 432-561. IDEA. Then there is an email address, and that email is frameworkhelp at esc18.net, and we will answer your questions. Honey, forgive me for asking this if you've already answered this, but that updates tab, I was looking through that. Is that kind of a newer feature on Framework? Uh, No, but there's something (laughs) new on it. So you did well. The updates tab is in reverse, they're, they're listed in reverse chronological order. So the most recent one is listed last. There's a link to, so that you don't have to go in and then you have to come back out and go whatever. There's a link that'll take you directly to the uh, framework or whatever it is that's been updated. And then on the far right, there's an emblem. If they would go to graduation and click on the little icon on the far right, it will bring up the change document. And in the change document, you can see that there's blue and black cells, but there's also red and green. Red means that it's no longer current. 
and green means that that's what's current. That's what's the new stuff. And so as you see the blue cells, as you know, those were in, you saw those in practice and the black cells were those that you had to document. And then the new cells are those that are in green and the red cells are in the, there, as you can tell, because they're marked out. That's really helpful, Lee. I know a lot of us love those change documents, um, and we like to really be able to track when these, because some of these documents have lived out there for a long time, but they do go through revisions over time. And so it's neat to know that we can come back here and find kind of this catalog of, of documents that have been updated, uh, you know, in the updates tab there at the top, but then also those change documents. If we really want to get into the weeds of, okay, what exactly has changed in this document? or in this because some of us like to do that you know we like to really kind of pick apart those changes so i'm glad we we drew we drew that out there are all of the change documents like you could see each of the changes that had been made now Lee, that's a lot of work and you know i know you well so i'm not thinking you're not doing this by yourself uh, i'm not I, I am blessed to work with the best team um, that region 18 has to offer and i'll go <laughs> against anybody in the state we have several people that work with us. Uh, we have a total of five people on our team. We aren't afraid to uh, reach out to our liaisons too. <laughs> it, it definitely takes a team. I think that's the power of SPED Talk is we have this fabulous team. Most of us are on today and some a few may not have joined us, but it really does take a team, Lee. I know that's right. And, you know, I don't know. Y'all just do an exceptional job. You know, your team there at Region 18, Legal Framework has been a staple uh, for many years as far as a source of information, connection to additional information when people are researching these topics. And it's not just for educators. It's for parents. It's for community members that want to go and research this information and know what are these statutes, what are these laws, you know, and specifically in my ISD or LEA is what the term we use. And so I think it's really great that that this this product, this I guess this is a TEA initiative. Is that what we'd call this? It's not it's a project. It's a project. A, okay. That's, that's what we call it. It's not a network, but it is a project. Yes. Uh, yes. It is an ongoing project. And thank you for those kind words. Really and truly, that's that's what we're here for. And you said something about the administrators and the teachers that use it. But really and truly, one of the main reasons that the framework is out there, because TEA felt like, you know, we could just use the uh, side by side. But yeah, but um, the uh, the use of the framework, the main use we want to be for the parents. So they will understand yes. here, here's what it takes. And here, here's what, why the school is doing what they're doing. And here are the, here's what's required for a free appropriate public education. It's for the parents and the advocates that it is that the framework is, is mainly designed. But yeah. um, so um, we use last year, we had over 600,000 hits. And so we have that many kids in Texas, so we're hoping to surpass, and I don't even know if those numbers, if that was last year's, but I just know that at one time we we were growing. We, we hit 400,000, then we hit 500,000, then we hit 600,000, and so we, we just keep growing, and we just want to keep meeting the needs of the public. You know, as you mentioned, the parents, is that I find that the framework kind of gives you that even ground is that when you're talking to a parent and they're saying, okay, so let's go to this framework. If you have a computer in front of you, let's go here and let's take a look at it. So let's say it's the graduation requirements. 
and we can take a look at in real time with the parents, the graduation requirements and see what the state requires. And if they have questions, you know, they can ask questions, but they also can see the document and, you know, without trying to search it and find it on TA website that there's one place we can take them and we can sit down and have conversations about, you know, what does this, what does it mean? See it as a good starting place. And, and even also working with advocates is, is the same thing is that, okay, let's take a look at what, what the framework says, what's the legal requirements, and then let's, then we can start our discussion. Right. Another thing, and we haven't touched on this yet, but and I'll be brief, but the resources, we have our resources divided into four different categories, national, parent, state, and then we have the networks. Um, like, for instance, under autism, there's a list under national resources. There's a list of like 15 different resources for parents. And I mean, excuse me, for anybody who wants to look. And then under parent resources, there's like 12 different um, sources. And then under state resources, there's six listed. And then of course, there's the Texas State Leadership for Autism. And none of these are duplicated. Specific federal resources or, or national resources that could be accessed like we were doing one the other day. And it was um, under low incidence. And we found a site in West Virginia that we felt like parents might want to look at or people get, get an idea or something like that. And um, it was from the West Virginia Department of Education. And that's a change this year. We changed the titles from, this used to say federal resources. And that kind of implies that that's kind of governmental. Well, they're not all governmental. They're not promoting a, a product. So they're not trying to sell you something. They're just trying to give you information. What we tried to do is we included all of the disabilities under national resources. And then we included the parent resources. We included all of the disabilities so that if a parent were in need of, you know, their kid has just been identified as emotionally disturbed or something like that, there would be resources so that they could, they would know, okay, I could go here. And then if there are, equivalent state resources, then we would have those in the state resources column. That's very cool. Well, there really is a method to it. As you were talking through that, Lee, and I was tracking kind of what you were saying about the way the, the, let's say just the resources page is developed. When you look from national to parent to state, you know, across the networks, it really does like it breaks it out by, hey, nationally, here are the protected uh, eligibility criteria and it's listed with resources below it. And, and for, from the parent's perspective, and they're not duplicative. And then here's a list of resources you might want to go deeper into. And by the way, at the state level, this is how we define it. And here are those resources. So, wow, you know, at first glance, you don't really see all the thought that went into the creation just of this one page. And it's so user-friendly. Like, I, I actually really like the new site. Thank you. Especially great that you have the state resources because a lot of parents, once kids are identified, you know, they, they want resources. You know, what, and also what's in the state, you know, great, it's in Wyoming, but I'm here in Texas. You know, what, you know, what does Texas have to offer for me and my child? So. Lee, you, you said something a few minutes ago, too. You said that we y'all realize that other people in other states are using this framework. 
and Are so is and and so we we've labeled it the Texas legal framework now because we want to make sure everyone knows that hey when you find us this is the Texas legal framework we have national you know and some federal information on here but but this is the Texas legal framework so is that something y'all had picked up on that you realized well we're getting more and more traffic even from other states we knew it because we were we were asked several years ago to do a project and for it to expand outside the state of Texas but we chose not to. TEA recognizes that many people use the framework outside of Texas at the, I don't remember what the conference was. And we, there would always be people that were outside of Texas that were at that because it was a, we, we would only present when it would come to Texas. But anyway, when we were there, we would tell them that when you read something in the framework, if you read it and then you click on the citation, if the citation says CFR or uh, something like that, then that's that's federal. But if it says TEC or if it says Texas Code of, of Occupations or something like that, then that's a Texas. So you, that would not be applicable. There are those outside that really look to the framework, but it was really designed to meet the needs in Texas. Yeah, it's a great resource. And I love that y'all made that executive decision when being approached to maybe make it more universal across the nation to say, listen, we love that y'all are using this resource. You can use it for the Code of Federal Registry, right? That CFR uh, connotation if you want. But this is a Texas thing. And this is designed to meet some requirements for us here in Texas and make sure parents and community members and as well as educators have access to this centralized hub of of every ISD and public charter in the state, their policies and their procedures right here in one location. So kudos, great job. Thank you. Well, Ms. Lee, you have given up us your time and we appreciate it. I want to yeah. say thank you for asking me, but thank you also for asking questions during and for the input that you gave. I mean, because that makes it more meaningful and helpful to anybody who's listening. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, Lee. And as always, it's great to see you. Yeah, we've, we've just been around a long time, okay? And I've been there around longer than you, so I don't know. <laughs> Keep up the great work, Lee. Keep up the great work. Like a lot of people depend on you and your team and on this framework. And this is one of those really exceptional products that has been around for a long time, has continued to be repurposed and kind of it's got this new facelift. And I think it just it, it, it really speaks for itself. So for our listeners, if you haven't been to the legal framework on ESC Region 18's website, go. Right. You're going to find something that's going to be helpful to you. And one thing I like to say is because as I've joked about us being around, I, I know the extent of the work and the hours that you, you know you guys have put in on this framework from when, when you began and to, to now, that this has not been easy. You know, a lot of people think when you look at a website and think, oh, that's easy. But when you sit there and really look at details you put in, you guys, have, you know, Region 18 team has put in to make it such a useful team, uh, useful website and tool, that you, you have to be commended because this was not... Like I said, from the beginning, it was a great concept, but then to take it from a concept to implementation and then to do iteration of the implementation and then go through your staff changes and continue to have that quality of tool, even that, when you, you're losing staff, you know, changing personnel yeah. to do this. 
was a real challenge. Our team actually has 3.1 FTEs, which means that you've got, you know, 30% of this one and 40% of it. Well, we lost three full-time employees last year and we had to replace them. And it, it's been good. John, tell everyone how they can continue to elevate the conversation about special education in Texas. You got it, Pam. They can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SpedTalk2020. Because in these disconnected times, connecting with others has never been so important. Now more than ever, it takes courage to create culture and kindness to keep us connected. If you enjoyed this episode of Sped Talk, be sure to share it with a friend because information should always flow through us, not to us. We couldn't do this without you, our listeners, and we need your help sharing the amazing transformation occurring in special education. Together, we can change the trajectory of learning opportunities in Texas for students with disabilities. If you have ideas, information, or resources that you think we should share on an upcoming episode of Sped Talk, let us know at Sped Talk 2020 on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And be sure to like our page while you're there. Oh yeah, and if you get a chance, please consider giving us a positive review on the podcast platform that you listen to Sped Talk. Living in the moment and the moment is the future.